Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than us. Some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and dance, that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to season three of The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show I'm excited for the conversations that we're going to have this year. You know, 2016 was big. We talked to Skepta, Dame Funk, Boy Wanda, and many more. And if you haven't already, check out the best of 2016 available in our podcast right now. Starting off, 2017 is our conversation with Wyclef Jean. I was excited. I was nervous. I was feeling all types of energy knowing that I was going to talk to Wyclef. He just released his brand new EP, Juve, which is his first commercial project in seven years. It's out right now. I strongly recommend you listen to it. My favorite songs that I have on repeat are Hendrix, Rearview, If I Was the President, and so much more. We went all over the place in this interview for what it felt like for Wyclef to be back from a break from seven years to him being in Norway with Will Smith, seeing Obama accept the Nobel Peace Prize. And Wyclef tells me that if it wasn't for Jimi Hendrix's music, that he would be dead or in jail right now. Wyclef John on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. My name is Wyclef Jean, originally from the group uh, The Fugees, short for Refugees, baby. Thank you very much for coming on the Come Up Show. So your EP, and I, I've seen, you know, I've looked up the word uh, juve. It's pronounced a couple of different ways. Is it you? Yeah. I think you've been saying juve, juve. Or yeah, how, I've been saying juve. Juve. Yeah. But how do the French actually? You speak French too, but is there different pronunciations of it? Um, juve. Juve. Okay, juve. Yeah. Uh, your first commercial project in seven years. Uh, you yeah. said uh, you said about your break. You basically had your John Lennon moment where you checked out, you yeah. you left music. So where did you go, and how did it feel to take that break? I mean, really, the best way to describe it is I stepped out of the ocean, and I was basically in the sand, you know what I mean? And I'm in the sand, and I'm still writing all the diaries, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm not going back in the ocean. I'm going to go to the village, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do some work and to help people, you know? Like... I say in my song, The Ring, you know, 100 million records, all the work I put in, you know? So when you go, like, from the Fugees to the Carnival to, you know, giving Beyonce, Destiny Child a first hit, Shakira writing the biggest song of all times for her, Santana, it goes on and on. It it comes a time, right, where you be like, okay, I know that I'm destined to do more than this. I don't just want to be the music man. So for me, coming from Haiti, it was important to go back and, and, and help my people. 
It's very commendable. It's perfect because in the intro track, which you just mentioned of your EP, The Ring, you said it's like starting all over again. In the music business, you're only as hot as your last hit. So what's it like being in this environment now, being gone for seven years, like the social media obviously being the one thing that's kind of blown things like a whole different environment. So do you have like the butterflies, even though you sold 100 million records, are you feeling that like jittery, like butterflies, like, yo, this is exciting type of feeling again? Yeah, it's 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 good butterflies because like when I look at a song like Hendrix that's streaming like five million, you know, and it's on the hardest playlist of Spotify, and it's connecting with the stoners, the hip hoppers, you know what I mean? I chose music, my homies chose yeah. Some of my ballers chose the NBA, cause was on the block when the gang bang. You know, roll poppers making all the change. Yeah. When my cousin got his first tech, I was playing Jimi Hendrix in the basement. All I wanted to be was a rock star. And all he wanted to be was an Escobar. Hell trouble, see. Hell trouble, see. All he wanted to do was be hell trouble, see. Hell trouble. Hell trouble, see. All he wanted to do was be hell trouble. So then a record like The Ring or a record like I Swear, um, it's just, it's, it's crazy, right? Because when you do it so long, for you to get excitement, you got to have another win, you know what I mean? And so when you got like kids like Young Thug doing songs and they're naming them Wyclef Jean and blowing the internet up, you know what I mean? It just, it makes you feel excited again. You see what I'm saying? you like, man, I want to play in the arena again. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like they're tagging you in. and like, come back in. Like, we need you. You feel needed. Yeah. It's a tag back in. Yeah. And it's a tag back in by the millennials. Mm-hmm. So they're like saying, yo, man, the game needs you. You're still part of this. You know what I'm saying? And because, you know, a lot of icons try to come back, right? But they don't get the endorsement of the millennials. You see what I'm saying to you? So when you got like a millennial, it's like, man, I used to, well, I clutch my guy, he's in my idol. I used to listen, you know what I mean? It just makes a big difference. Especially in, you're more than, you know, hip hop, more than urban, you, you're all types of sound. But in the genre of hip hop, uh, sometimes uh, young artists don't respect their elders like that. They don't, you know, it's like people are really quickly to move on, on, on our, in our genre, right? Yeah, well, I would say with me, like the respect goes mutual, right? Mm-hmm. So, in my entire career, like, I'm just known, like, to just be that guy, like, you know what I mean? If it's a neighborhood with cribs, blood, I'm going to go talk to the kids. You see what I'm saying? So, the street cred is very heavy and it's very serious, right? So, respect goes both ways. So, sometimes the kids don't feel like the, you know, the elders that was in the 90s, they don't feel like, they don't respect the kids too, right? So some of it they call mumble rap. They're like, man, this ain't how people rap. You see what I'm saying? So at times, if you look at Twitter, sometimes there'd be a feud between the old school and the new school. You know what I'm saying to you? But what happens is a lot of these kids admire the era of the 90s. But once again, it's like you still got to understand what they do, too. And I think the magic, like um, Quincy Jones always taught me, was you got to be able to, to always... Your pulse has to always think like a child. You And the day you can't no longer think like a child, then you no longer will be. You see what I'm saying to you? Because even if we 
It could be a great philosopher you love, a great book, a great movie. It, it, it's so simple, even when it's complex, where a child will understand the basis of the parables. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you said when you're putting a record together, it's like stripping myself down to my soul. Can you elaborate on that? So when I say like, sometimes I can do a song and then I'll be like, okay, I want to strip it down to my soul. And when I want to strip it down to my soul, I take everything out of the track and just lead a guitar in my voice. So like, so for the EP at times, like when, when you start getting into it and it's narrowing up to the end, you'll start hearing more acoustic sounds, you know what I mean? More stoners, you know, thug hippie vibes. For me, there's something about a vocal and a guitar, right? Because where I come from, from the mountains of Haiti, you know what I mean? We don't have no electricity, right? So it's like whatever you sing, it's going to echo through the mountains, you know? And I do believe sometimes you penetrate the audience sometimes, you know? Less is more sometimes, you dig? If you're like most people, the first thing you do when you wake up, you grab your cell phone and you check your social media apps. Include the Come Up Show part of that routine by following us on Instagram. It's where you see original pictures of your favorite artists, inspirational wisdom from our interviews, commentary on what's happening in the culture, contest, and so much more. Follow us on Instagram right now at The Come Up Show. Right now, while we're talking in like, you know, a few moments, the inauguration is starting to happen. Obama is on his way out. Trump is coming back in. And I remember you you talked about a story where you were in Norway. It was you, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett. You were in Norway when Obama was accepting the Nobel Peace Prize. And you felt like you had to pinch yourself. Take us to that moment, Wyclef, and what it felt like. Well, I mean, Obama was getting the Nobel Peace Prize. I was with Jada. Well, you know, and it's just a come up, right? Because we all really from the same place, you know what I mean? Like, Will's from Philly, you know? I know Jada and, and holy shit, a black president. Like, we're alive and we've seen a black president in the United States. On top of that, are we at the Nobel Peace Prize and he's about to get an award, you know? Um it inspires you, and it makes you feel like whatever you're doing, man, you got to do more. You know what I'm saying? You got to have care for people. You got to focus on humanity, you know? Um, be on the right side of history. That day, we felt like we was on the right side of history. Yeah, what an amazing moment. And ben, and so you said through Obama, you learned how to conduct yourself, and you said, I quote, I ain't going front like you know, sometimes I might feel like doing something and be like, Obama ain't going to like this, so I'm not going to do it. What were you yeah. going to do that Obama, you know, made you think twice about? Like you're saying, oh, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> Obama ain't uh-huh. going to like this. <laughs> yeah, you know, like sometimes you might want to like, I might want to like toe the L in public, you know what I mean? Like just just pull out my weed and just smoke it right in front of the police, you know what I'm saying? Some gangster <laughs> shit. I mean, like, nah, I ain't going to do that. Obama ain't going to like that, man. <laughs> uh, keep them going. So you tweeted uh, the other day that what uh, you you asked your followers, what would it take to unite us? I feel a strong division coming. Regarding how the things are right now in America, North America, like how do you, what do you feel can bring the people together? Um, love, truth, words do matter. You know what I'm saying? These politicians have to watch what they say, right? Because look, it's election day, right? Obama's showing up, right? Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton showing up, right? Bernie Sanders is showing up, correct? Mm-hmm. And all of the followers are all divided. 
So the politicians always end up winning. It's the people that always end up getting divided. You see what I'm saying? So the only thing that could bring it together is truth and love. And the leaders have to be held accountable, right? Because that division were to come together, the leaders have to tell their people, y'all all got to chill out right now. We all have to get together and figure this out. You know what I mean? Which you don't have right now. And, and, and a lot of people benefit from that, from, from the, the division, from like media and newspapers. Oh, yeah, of course. And that. Divide and conquer. Uh, you mentioned uh, Jimi Hendrix earlier. You, you said he's a huge influence on you, and he actually saved your life. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jimi Hendrix. How so? Because you know that guitar. You know what I mean? That guitar distracted me. You know what I mean? There was nights I could have been in the trap. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, I could have showed up with a ski mask. You know what I mean? I could have took everything that was in your pocket. But it was like, you know, my mom always told me, the guitar stronger than the gun, if you can just translate it. Um, so then the guitar really became my weapon man, of choice. Mm-hmm. And you also yeah. mentioned Quincy Jones, and you posted a picture that I think uh, uh, on your Instagram. Uh, you, Quincy Jones, were at the Montreal Jazz Festival, and he gave you words of wisdom. What were those words of wisdom? What uh, did Quincy Jones teach you? I mean, really, what Q taught me was every day you have to attack it, like it's your first day. You have to always keep it fresh. You have to always be kind. You have to always be innovative. You have to be ahead of the curve. You have to constantly be studying, you know? And no matter what, always practice your instruments, you know what I mean? It's important you understand the, the sonics, the electronics and all that. You DJs are cool, clef, but never stop learning. That's what I learned from you. It's like, you'll never stop learning. The more you learn, the more you can share with the world. And how do you make sure that you never stop learning, uh, Clef, when distractions, the, the, the money, the, the entertainment lifestyle, the drugs, the alcohol, the parties, all, all the, the distractions that are there? Like, you know, how do you make sure you stay on, in your zone? Well, I mean, you already know how Clef is. <laughs> My life's an open book on the Internet, right? Yeah. So I ain't telling you I'm perfect, right? So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, got, I had a few scandals myself, right? Mm-hmm. But... The reason why people love me is they be like, this guy's just real. You know what I'm saying? If he go through something and you ask him, yo, did you do that? He'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I did that. You know, it happened once, you know. Um, but, dude, I'm in my 40s, man. I'm still here. I'm not coked up. I'm not in rehab. I'm not in jail for beating my wife. I take care of my daughter. I'm a good dad, right? I'm not, you know, an alcoholic, right? So, Thanks to my mom and my dad, right? This is a good accomplishment because whatever crazy shit was going to happen, it would have happened when I was like 19, 20. You see what I'm saying? Because when I was 24, I had more money than probably a person in probably three lifetimes would have, right? Mm-hmm. So this is when it, it goes down. You know what I'm saying to you? So you 24 and you sitting on like millions 24 dude you see what i'm saying so this is when the drugs the women the alcohol you know that's when that other energy comes in you know so i think that once i escaped that era and made it now um i'm just more mature more wiser right and um and i pace myself man change the way that you dress let you take over i no longer need an account love you really really Private right of world, they ain't no see us. She got water like a boat, 
nickname of Aaliyah. They can't see us, they can't be us, baby girl. I swear, I swear. Ain't nobody breaking us up. I'm just with you for the girl. Young Thug, you're a big fan of his and he's a big fan of you. But you said that, you know, some hip hop heads would find this as blasphemy. You rem- you said he reminded you of a modern Tupac. You even compared, you've even said, what's the difference between what Bowie was doing and what Young Thug is doing? Please explain. <laughs> um, well, what I did was I did an article for Pigeon and Plane, right? So yeah. on the internet, when people want to switch base, they just go, why Clef said, Young Thugger is the modern Tupac. They do that so you can click and read their stuff so they could get more advertisement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, but if you read the whole article, what I said was, both gentlemen, I know them, I met them, and they remind me of each other two ways. One, Tupac had the tattoo thug life where there was a side of history that he really knew from Machiavelli to Black Panther and everything. Thugger had a tattoo of Haiti and the amount of history that he knew about Haiti, you know, being like the Black Revolution and all of that. So I found it amazing on how both men chose the side of history they wanted to learn about. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because some people thought Tupac was an asshole. Some people think Thugger is an asshole. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But not their fans. You see what I'm saying to you? So at the end of the day, I was amazed by the, 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 the history that they chose to learn and how they don't give a fuck what people said, right? And then when I was talking about Bowie, I was talking about at the end of the day, you know, Thugger is into high fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like Bowie was into high fashion. So at the end of the day, as a hip hopper, to push that envelope, it's really still a dope thing. You know what I mean? When everyone goes right, when somebody goes left to make you talk, that's called genius. So this is like, um, was my comparison and also, both men work ethic. Wherever they land, they got to be in the studio. They constantly got to be recording, you know? Thugger almost got his new mixtape ready, you know? The last one was only like two months ago. So that's the kind of, that that was the, the comparisons that I was making. Wyclef, what is inspiring you right now, today, with this, you said you were getting a new wind, new wave. What is inspiring Wyclef Jean? What brings the goosebumps on your arms and like it says, yo, this is really dope? Well, my daughter, she inspires me. She's 11. And when she's like, Dad, let me get a copy. I swear, when she's singing, when she's like, Dad, look at my new blog. You know, like, I wrote this, you know, for the NAACP. You know, I wrote this for Martin Luther King's birthday. Dad, you heard of DJ Snake? You need to do a remix with him. Okay, Dad, let me hear this song. Okay, this should be the single. Um, she's your a and R. Man, she thinks she's my manager. Dude. Um <laughs> But it brings a whole nother excitement because a father always want to be cool to his daughter, right? So I'm like super cool to my daughter. I'm her joy. I'm her proud. And guess what? I'm going to keep it like that. Her daddy's going to stay fly. Hmm. You're celebrating a 20th year in this game. Uh, you know, the name of our show is The Come Up Show. So we talk to a lot of artists that are on a come up. We have an audience of creatives 
all that type of stuff. Any advice, timeless information that is tried and true that you could pass on to the next generation, Wyclef? Definitely, right? So I was on a come up, right? Mm -hmm. I worked at Burger King. I was a security guard. I did anything I had to do when I was on a come up. And usually when you're on a come up, the hardest thing to do is to see what's at the top of that ladder. Because it, it, it basically looks impossible. The reason why it looks impossible is because you're listening to what's under you. Now, what is under you? It's the haters. It's the people saying, man, you ain't going to never make it. Man, what kind of sound is that? This is some crazy shit. That, no one's going to ever listen to that. Hmm. You ignore them. Like Ludacris said, move, bitch, get out of the way. You focus on what your gold is and what your energy is, right? And what determines your sustainability and your staying power is how eclectic you are. So if you're just doing one form of music and you like, I'm just doing trap or I'm just doing reggae or I'm just doing, it's almost like you're like, okay, I just want to play in a small part of the game. I just want you to know it's a big arena and y'all should be trying to play in the whole entire arena. And that's how you get that sustainability. Wyclef, what do you want your legacy to be when you're 90 years old and uh, actually maybe even, you know, you're looking, your spirit, you're looking at your tombstone. What do you want it to say? Really, I just want to be a uniter. That's it. You know, one that was known to unite people and bring all cultures, all races together through music. Real talk. And uh, last question, uh, you've called your, you call your music policy music. You said even going back to the Fuji's days, in my subconscious, we've, I call my music policy music. What does that mean? Well, the thing about it is, the reason why I was saying that, that was more like um, us having a conversation, like a poli-side conversation, you know, mm -hmm. about, so like, if you listen to like KRS-One, or even some of what Kendrick Lamar is saying, like modern, you know what I mean? Um, and policies are things that change things. So, for example, like the refugee topic, like the Fuji's on the score, we was talking about the refugee topic to the point where we named our group Fuji short for refugees. You know, we was very strong opinion. We have very strong opinion about immigration reform. We we talk about it like in the score. Um, so like different things like that, which is the undertone, because one thing about the Fuji's, which we always knew was we can use hip-hop as our newspaper to convey information to the ghetto. It's like the Twitter of music, basically. Facts, exactly. <laughs> new book alert! What's up, guys? I'm proud to announce that I published a new book, but before I tell you about it, I need to give you the backstory. Last year, I went to the East Coast Music Association. I spoke on a panel about how to get your music featured, build a relationship with the fans, the media, and the industry. After the session, artist producer Classified, who's been in the game for 22 years, he's released over 15 albums. He was blown away and he told me that he learned a lot and that I should be a music manager. This wasn't the first time that I heard this, but I figured instead of managing one artist, I'd like to help people using the Come Up Show platform. That's where this ebook comes in. It's titled Stop Playing By Their Rules, an artist guide on how to market the fans. It's out right now and on sale for $9.99. You can get it from Amazon, iBooks, Google Play, 
or you can get it direct from me at thecomeupshow.com. It's not only applicable to artists or creatives. If you're looking to build a business, if you need to reach an audience, this can definitely help you with your marketing. I talked a lot about why you should not rely on social media for your communications. Read a free sample of the book, Stop Playing by Their Rules, an artist guide on how to market to fans on Amazon, iBooks, Google Play, or direct at thecomeupshow.com. Wyclef, you are a real musician. So I wonder like what these old heads and the people who are not even old heads, maybe they might be like early 30s. They grew up during the boom bap, the golden era. They're looking at these trap artists nowadays or these single rappers and saying they don't got any talent. How do you listen to music nowadays and what, what is your attitude? Well, I think that they do have talent, right? Because it's all about can you galvanize a generation, right? Every generation is galvanized by something. You see what I'm saying? So the 90s was galvanized by boom bap, right? These kids, they're galvanized by the speed of 140, 150. The trap is a sound. You see what I'm saying? So now, but if you notice what happens is the sound now is getting better, right? Because a lot of trap now music is starting to be more than just trap, right? It's starting to convert into actual songs and actual music. What I would say for the old heads is, remember, like, when we used to be doing what we're doing, there was people saying, man, what are they doing, man? What's this rap stuff? It ain't going to go. What's this stupid dance they're doing? How can they be doing a dance name doing the butt, you know? Um, Who's this Humpty Humpty guy with the long nose, you know? So stay in tune. Stay with the culture. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. The mistake comes when we from the 90s, they call us to do a song with them or we do a collaboration. And now you start to think that you're their age and you're trying to do what they do. You can't do what they do, right? So it's like at the end of the day, they do what they do, but they look for you to take them to that level where you at. You see what I'm saying? So like Mm -hmm. I remember like when I did Hendrix, acoustic trap and um and some people say oh clev doing trap music now right but now when they look at that spotify they see that five million and now all of them little kids that was not listening to why clev that didn't know who he was why clev's a brand new rapper to them right now they're not going to be able to flow better than me i'm from the 90s right so now when you hear me on that 140 bpm i'm doing the same thing i did in the 90s i was i was doing that in the 90s you know but mm-hmm. it's sort of like they paying attention to it more because we're inside of their frequency. You see what I'm saying? It's and as you said it's just the guitar is still the same. The, the only thing that's changing is the drum patterns. That's right. The sonics change, man. But the song is the song. Once you write the song, whether it's on piano, guitar, trumpet, the song is written. Mm-hmm. Whatever you choose the sonics to be, it can be. You could take a guitar record, and once you write the song. You could put a trap beat to it, an EDM beat to it, a reggae. It don't matter. The song is written. It's all about the songwriting. Mm-hmm. Last question, Wyclef. Uh, uh, two years ago here in Toronto, you performed at the Pan Am Games. It was a free show at the Nathan, Nathan Phillips Square. I saw you. My first time seeing you. Yo, your energy, brother. It's is uh, Your energy was just crazy. You totally impressed everybody. You're, I think, were you playing the guitar with your mouth? I was just, I want to know, as you said, you're in your 40s. How do you maintain that energy, that live performance where you're like, you're doing everything imaginable on stage? I mean, I'm a Haitian alien, baby. Haitian you know, I'm alien. like one of the last of the hip-hop aliens, you know? Um, 
you got to understand, man, the best rappers in the world now are in their 30s or their 40s or their 50s. You see what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you are in a new era, right? Where we'd be like, yo, 40s is the new 20s. I'm an example of that. When you see me on stage, you see Clevy like, yo, man, yeah, he's 40-something, but he really 20-something. You know, that basically comes from having love to wanting to perform. I started performing in a church at a young age. Whenever I get in front of people, it's a celebration, it's a congregation, and it's my way of, like, thanking people and saying thank you for holding us down all these years. You know what I mean? Amen. And Wyclef, anything else that you want to leave our audience with, the people who are listening to you? Uh, any last thoughts? Um, really, you know, like I always say, man, you know, like the come up is very strong focus on it. And um, and I wish y'all the best, man. And I'll see y'all when I'm on tour, baby. Yo, what did you think of that interview? Wyclef John on the Come Up Show podcast. Hit me up right now on Twitter, at the Come Up Show. I love your feedback. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of season three of the Come Up Show podcast. We've got so many more heavy hitters coming up this month. You don't even know. Hit me up at the Come Up Show on Twitter. Subscribe, share, leave a review, show us some love. Thank you for listening. It's your boy, Chetto. Peace, love, respect.